to use Marco Polo. That's not really funny. That's a thing that I did. Oh, welcome. Like the app yeah. or yeah. the game? Right. <laughs> the app. <laughs> like summer's gonna be lit. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be walking around. Anybody? Anybody wanna go swimming? How do we feel about swimming? Who wants to go swim? Who wants to go play? Come on, guys. <laughs> No, no, I'll be Marco. It's fine. I'll be Marco. Right. <laughs> I realize that Fish out of water. <laughs> it's a lot weirder as an adult than it is as a kid. To play Marco Polo? <laughs> to, like, invite people to go swimming all the time. <laughs> or at all. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, you want to come over and go swimming? There's something inherently odd about yeah. Right. At least when you were living in the trailer park, did uh-huh. you get invited by couples to hang out in the hot tub? I and did. And eat <laughs> Subway? Yeah. Yikes. I did a couple times, yeah. All right, welcome back to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're exploring how to take our faith beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Hasroff, and with me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Still here, still pretty successful. Welcome back from Israel. Woo! And back Jordan. in the studio, yeah. yeah. Fun it trip? Was great. Oh, it was great. I had a great time. It was exhausting, but it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps on a future pod, you'll tell us more about your journey. Yeah, I think we'll do that. We'll find a way to tie that in. Still kind of jet lagged and processing everything right now. So, okay. yeah. Soaking it all in. It's a. Uh, it's. When you're doing like three, four, five sites a day, it all starts to run together <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Sounds like it, yeah. What did I see? And for so sure. Yeah, sure. Got to read through my notes. Bunch of stuff where Jesus was. Yeah. Allegedly. De- no, I mean, Jesus was definitely in the area. In the area. Yeah. The area. <laughs> 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 just hanging out. Just no, just the uh, the right. pastor who was actually leading the trip, he's a former pastor here at Lord of Life. His thing that he would say to me often is like, you know, Jesus may or may not have been in this spot. But you're definitely closer than you were in Texas. <laughs> so like, yeah, I'll take that. That's, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, the Mormons think Jesus came back over here that's to the true. United States. So you know, well, we didn't say that in the presence of any Mormons that I know of. So sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> probably are not currently saying that in the presence of any mor- Mormons either. So well, neither of you are Mormon. So no, I'm not. To my knowledge, probably so not, not many of our listeners are Mormons. I don't know. Mormons, if you're listening, <laughs> write, <laughs> write in. it. Beyond Sunday podcast at gmail. Don't write it. We don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's good. We're back in the studio together. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while because Elise <laughs> was gone and I was gone. And yeah. Yeah. Cassandra filled in amazing in y'all's As absence. Always. Pastor Cassandra yes. does Excellent. a wonderful job. Yep. Hope she's warming up for the next two weeks. Because <laughs> Elise is leaving again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you what. Yep. It's just tough to get volunteers to really commit. Ooh. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Start paying us. <laughs> I acknowledge the volunteer status. <laughs> yeah. You get what you pay for, right? Right. Yeah. There is that. Ooh. <laughs> That's all backhanded. <laughs> um, accurate. All right. Let's jump into our news here. Have you ever blamed the dog on yes. anything growing up or, or an animal? You probably did not have pets. I was going to say, well, not pets that I could blame things on. Yeah. Yeah. Fish don't usually cause problems. (laughs) Right. I have an adjacent story to this that's very funny that I could tell quickly. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So a friend of mine. You know you set the bar really high. Right. This is really funny. Friends (laughs) of mine who happen to be Mormon now that they're thinking. Oh, all right. (laughs) Excellent. Bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He was visiting his then-girlfriend's family. Uh Uh-huh. Are they allowed to do that? Yeah, like with chaperones. I oh, think. okay. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's visit family. Right. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, they had a very like squeaky door. He really needed to pass gas. Everybody's sitting in the living room. The dog needs to go out. <laughs> <laughs> so he stands up. He's like, I'm going to open the door and pass gas yeah. while it squeaks. It's going to be the perfect For cover. the dog. Yeah. 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 So he stands up, opens the door, doesn't realize that his soon-to-be father-in-law has actually greased the hinges like the day before. So it's totally <laughs> silent. And he just... Let's rips one <laughs> as he's opening nice. the door <laughs> in front of everybody and blames so the dog and blames the dog yeah there you go yeah. Uh, i know I, I remember as a kid i was like jumping on the 
my mom's bed and like I knocked something over mm. and I tried blaming the dog. And sure. The dog did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did How not. did that? Did not work. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't fall for it. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, seven-year-old Patrick does, didn't put it together. How can I make this believable? Yeah. yeah well, that's all right. Um, Colorado driver tries switching places with dog to avoid DUI. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is it <laughs> is it illegal for dogs to drive in Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. that's question number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this may not have been his best idea. Not his worst, because right. the, the DUI is right. already yeah. the worst. Yeah. 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 Uh, so DUI in, in Colorado tried unsuccessfully to pin the rap on his dog. Mm-hmm. That's some pretty quick thinking. Uh, he's pulled over at 11.30 p.m., drunk yeah. uh, <laughs> driving 52 in, thir- in a 30, Oof. and the driver attempted to, to ha- move his dog into the pass- into the driver's <laughs> seat while he fled the vehicle, claiming he was not driving. Nice. What kind right. of dog is it? Could the paws reach the pedals? <laughs> Chihuahua. <laughs> right. yeah, uh, I, I, that is good information that I mm-hmm. do not have. Maybe, you know, to, to protect the dog's identity. <laughs> right, sure, HIPAA. Right. That's a Jack Russell. <laughs> that, yeah, Jack Russell not buying it. I mean, yeah. unless you're you're leaning over to push the pedal down until you get to a certain point where you can uh, like yeah. kick in the uh, right. the um, the automatic. Mm, you know. Sure, right. Yeah. I've seen Beethoven several times though, so I feel mm. like a Saint mm-hmm. Bernard could be plausible. Sure. Yeah. Okay. A big dog. Bernese. Yeah. yeah. A large. Yeah. You have a greyhound. I do have a greyhound. That Greyhounds, would they could that do could do work it. it. He's yeah. long enough. Yeah. But they have hip problems, so I don't know if they'd be able to to sit correctly. Yeah. 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 Could throw them off. <laughs> well, this one doesn't have hip problems. He's just got stupid got body problem. design. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a tail problem. I know he's that. just nonsensical. But right. well, there's that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mean like uh, don't greyhounds in general. Don't greyhounds have hip things? Uh, I don't think they're really known for like hip dysplasia. Okay. They just they're shaped like a banana. Like they're <laughs> no banana <laughs> that I've like ever well seen I looks I like I a greyhound. I assume <laughs> the ones that are bred for racing oh, probably sure. have some issues because right, they're, they're racing constantly. Yeah. 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 They're also not bred for health. Yeah. Mm. So. yeah. Well, neither are humans, so, you know. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you think? Is this, uh, you know? Well, let's start by saying DUI, not bad. funny. We, bad. We are, yeah, we are, we not are anti-DUI. Nor are we laughing at the DUI. Like, that. that's not funny. <laughs> Putting the dog <laughs> in the driver's seat. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> mm. yeah. 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 <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the dog does not face any charges, by the way, but was let oh. go with just a warning. That's good. Yeah. Right. Rough night. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that uh, that's good that the dog was, was let go with just a warning. Have you ever been pulled over? You have, I know, <laughs> I <have laughs> on a mission trip. Sure. I did get pulled over <laughs> once on a mission trip. <laughs> For going 40, uh, 55 and a 45, thinking that I was coming out of a town uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere of Wyoming, and I thought the speed limit had already gone up to 55, and it had not. Oh. And I got pulled over in front of two vans full of kids. <laughs> oh, they loved it. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was a highlight, a highlight of their trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got off with a warning, however. Yeah. 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 I've been pulled over one time. Yeah. It happened recently for an expired registration Ooh. i've never been pulled over for anything did you cry your way out of it i, I did <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so with a warning right that's good that's great yeah that's my only uh traffic yeah violation. i've never been i've never been cited i have been mm-hmm. pulled over and let off with a warning i have twice times, yeah. but i've been left given a warning many many times so. 
Who can count? The Did not one. stick, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the warning, uh, ineffective. <laughs> That's right. mm. I'll say that. But, you know, appreciative in, right. th- in the moment. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. I think I've been at your house when you were doing traffic school. <laughs> I was like yeah. <laughs> court mandated. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I did not, not court mandated. I did the the uh, defensive driving to sure. get out of the ticket. You don't have to pay a ton of money, right? But it doesn't go on your record. Uh, do you just always invite people over when you're doing defensive driving classes? It's <laughs> a long. It takes six hours. Oh. to do o- online. You gotta do it all in one swap. Uh, you have to do it all in one swap, but you can't skip anything. Okay. Like it, ta- like it's like this section takes you twenty minutes, and you can't go faster. And you cannot go yeah. faster because you like you have, and at the end you take a little quiz about like what you read, yeah, or what you watched on the YouTube video for the comedy defensive driving. Comedy defensive driving. Yeah, you know it's comedy because he is wearing rainbow suspenders. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> He's actually dressed like waka a clown. waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny. <laughs> like so clear. And I also did not watch it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll figure out what that question that's is. Right. Right. Just fine. That's right. The hardest right. one. It's like. You know, he's like, what color car does he reference in the vi- the video? I'm like, I don't know that. <laughs> 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 Who would know that? So I'm not paying attention. I'm not Encyclopedia Brown. What is this? As I'm not watching that video. I'm figuring it'll be a question, you know, about common sense, you know, safety rules that I'm yeah. supposed right. to answer. No. That I would be like, yeah, I understand common sense safety rules of the vehicle. What's most what important color, is the color car? Of the car? Is irrelevant. Like <laughs> Except that yellow cars are more dangerous than other cars. And so if you don't know that yellow cars are more dangerous. So yeah. if you're driving a yellow car, make sure your dog is prepared. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> for the swap. St. Bernard yeah. or yeah. Bernese yeah. Mountain Dog. I, I, maybe I need to talk to my dog. Like, hey, look, if anything happens, yeah. Yeah. you got to be ready. <laughs> Here's the plan. <laughs> to hop on, on over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Start training him now. Right. Yeah. And then you give the friendliest little face to that right. officer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Lick a hand, whatever you need to do. That's right. Lay it on thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we went over any dogs we think could could we could pull yeah. this off with. We yeah. covered that. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. Big dog. That's the yeah. key. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into our main story here from BaptistNews.com. Not one of our... Not one of our friends. friends. We've, <laughs> we've used it in the past. We have yeah. used them in the past. We have seen them across a party, and we've been introduced. Yeah. We don't hang out. No. <laughs> we saw them again, and they're like, hey. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> probably we move in different circles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah. We've, we've definitely met them, but we don't remember their name. Right. Yeah, for sure. Our circles yeah. periodically bump into each other. Right. And it's uncomfortable when they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is an opinion piece by David Gushy, and I have no idea who this is. Evidently, he wrote a book, according to his thing. Self-proclaimed author. <laughs> well, he, he, he wrote a book. Right. This is this is <laughs> legit. Not that hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> it comes down to it. <laughs> right, no one said it was a good book. Right. <laughs> he quotes his own book, and I'm going to say, it's a pretty good quote. You know it's a good book when you quote it yourself. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm, it's an opinion piece. I get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm pro-David Gushy on what he writes in this. So. Ooh, that yeah. last name. <laughs> Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> I feel like it's right. Let's, <laughs> let's spell it for the audience. We can take a poll. It's uh, Gush E E. So yeah, right. Goucher. Pr- maybe yeah. that. Maybe. Yes. Maybe there's no. Yeah. David Goucher. Goucher. <laughs> All right, Mr. Goucher. Gus He. All right. Uh, what does uh, Goucher have to say? The title is Christianity Without Love. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so uh, we're going to start here with the idea of religious tradition. Tradition. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> Fiddle on the roof, baby. <laughs> uh, and so 
uh, a religious tradition becomes what its leaders and here to make of it in every generation. So every okay. generation, ah. traditions are kind of being redefined or reexamined in a sense. Sure. I'm right? with that. You know, sacred texts. The Bible's the Bible. It's not changing. Um, mm. The Bi- I mean, I like, get what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Structures of leadership maybe don't change very often or very sure. clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But tradition can be a profoundly changeable thing. Okay. Um, so if a religious tradition, such as Christianity, takes a wrong turn in a particular time and place, its positive potential can turn into ruinous toxicity. Wow, that's quite mm-hmm. a line. So yeah. what do we think about this? All right. So if the tradition changes, it can be really hard to change back. Yes. And so it can be really bad. Yeah. Am I am I summarizing sure, him? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think yeah. we I think we see that through the need for like major uh reformations, right? Like yeah, I mean, for sure. tradition had led the church to the place where we were when Martin Luther came along and it took a lot for him to be yeah. like we're doing something different and we yep. got to do it differently. And I think the church has uh, gone in poor directions a number of times and yeah, it's really hard to uh change the direction of the Titanic. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh you know, other places in America, we you know, Almost always talk about American Christianity. Sure. Since we're we are American, Americans. And yeah. we're Christians, yes. Um, you know, Christian support for slavery, you know, yep. certainly could be a, a, a religious tradition that took mm-hmm. a toxic uh, sure. or ruinous toxicity. Um, coming out of that, you know, Southern support for segregation, yep. uh, usually founded on Christian ideals mm-hmm. or patterns. Um you know, if uh, you know, if you see a private Christian school that was founded right after desegregation, yep, it probably was in response to segregation. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, yeah. that's a highly likelihood. Uh, and a lot of Christian religious colleges mm-hmm. have this attached to their past. Yep. yep. Um, and so this is based on tradition, but ruinous toxicity took a while to kind of hopefully right the ship from those things right. in some pockets of American Christianity maybe has not even quite right. I was going to say still riding the ship in some areas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think maybe like more like current <clears throat> examples of that would be like the church uh, attitude towards LGBTQIA community, sure. uh, maybe sure. towards abortion rights. Like mm-hmm. Those are two areas where I, I see a really strong from some corners push in the church to be against these things. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it, Honestly, I, I actually think the exact opposite. I think the finally a strong push in support of LGBTQ rights that did not exist for two thousand years. You know, so yeah, so from some corners, right? Like, yeah, so I think some in, corners in, in, of the church <clears throat> are pushing for rights. Yes, I and think, some but corners I, are pushing against rights. Well, I'm saying in, for the previous two thousand years, all of the church was against right. rights. Sure. Yeah. So I'm not that surprised when tra- some of the church is right. against rights now. Yeah, the tradi- yeah. the tradition that we're changing now is what's taking right. a hard yeah. time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, and he's going to say, you know, this this is happening, and he's going to say this is happening in American Christianity at this very moment. Oh, and I agree. Okay. I think some ruinous toxicity is happening. That's such a great line. At this very, very moment. Ruinous, Ruinous, toxic- ruinous toxicity. I will give you $5 if you can work that into a conversation with Michael later today. I will call you and put you on speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so long ago, I used to think Christianity was very clear and its people quite unanimous about certain central teachings. What do we think? Yes, agree, disagree? That, that is true? That we were, yeah. No. <laughs> I used to think you did not think Christianity was very clear and unanimous about certain central teachings. I think as a kid, yeah, because yeah. when you're a kid, you that's don't 
if you don't know. You're told what you're told. And so you're always clear. I mean, for me, it was, you know, studying Christianity uh, from an academic perspective that showed me like, oh, like everything that I had been taught from this point isn't wrong, but isn't as clear cut as I always thought it was. Um, I, I personally, I agree with this. I think growing up, I believe there were certain central teachings we all agreed on that the Christian church, whether you're Protestant mainline mm. whether you're evangelical whether you're catholic orthodox there are certain things we're all on the same page yeah so whether that's <laughs> divinity of jesus we're on the same page and what he's gonna say the central concept of love your neighbor we're all on the same page you know we're at least saying that openly we think love is a important tenet of our faith yeah if you had asked me when i was a kid growing up in the 90s and the early 2000s i would have said the same thing yeah i would have said yeah we're <clears> all on board with that yeah um so, you know, Jesus is definitely going to tell us, hey, love your love God with everything you have and love your neighbors as yourself. That's the, that's, that's, the, in there. that's the greatest commandment. It is. Jesus is a little, little cheaty and puts two you know, in one. Right. He's the son of God. He gets to, you yeah. know. Right. Dual nature the, and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one command from each. Right. <laughs> and the central questions of, hey, who is our neighbor? Jesus answers. Like yeah. He is going to go into the parable of the Good Samaritan. We have yeah. very clear understanding. This is what it means to love your neighbor. This is what it looks like. And those, that idea of neighbor transcends race or religion. Um, it extends even to stranger in the parable of the Good Samaritan, um, that your neighbor is anyone in your midst, mm-hmm. you know, and loving them is valuable and important. Um, and Jesus will even, you know, at points kind of, kind of suggest if you're not loving the least of these mm-hmm. your eternity <laughs> is somewhat in question sure. you know mm-hmm. that this is suggested in the parable of the goats and the sheep you mm-hmm. know you're you're not loving the least of these you don't go to heaven <laughs> like yeah. you know or at least in this parable yeah that's mm-hmm. the way it plays out mm-hmm. um so i think personally i think it's hard to walk away from the idea of reading jesus not landing on love should be central to how you explore your faith in this world. Mm-hmm. Do not disagree. Yeah. On this podcast, I think we're all behind that. Right. Yeah. So again, I think it seems pretty clear. Love, non-negotiable. This yeah. is basic this is Christianity. Yeah. This is the, you know, the the milk of Christianity. This is what it's about. So imagine our surprise growing up then <laughs> dun, dun, when you dun. realize how Christians without love. Yeah, or kind of jerks. Yeah, and I would say, for me, it's not even the idea of there are Christians without love who are kind of jerks, because I'm kind of a jerk sometimes Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, But there are Christians who not only are without love, but value being without love. Mm -hmm. Like, who not only don't love their neighbor, who don't care about the least of these, who aren't interested um, in care and concern for enemy or the poor, Mm -hmm. but... Not only say like, yeah, this is a part of what I am and I'm struggling through this, but this is a part of my faith is I don't mm-hmm. care about those things. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, I think, maybe this has always been under er, undercurrent of Christianity. And we can certainly say in American Christianity, there's certainly pockets and moments that happen this. But it seems like this idea of like, deact- like there are pockets and major pockets of Christianity are saying not only – should Christians be without love? But this aspect of being without love for these people is important to Christianity. Mm. Yeah. So I'm 100% with you in here. I guess here's my question, and maybe we're going to get there so we can you can stop me if we are. But yeah. do, the, do we think that these people who are quote-unquote Christians without love 
do we think that they think they're without love? No. They think what they're doing is loving. I think they think they're protecting something. And that protecting it is more valuable, more mm-hmm. important than love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that's a good question. You know, I think um, maybe we'll we'll we can keep exploring that. What yeah. do you think? Do you think? Well, I'm I'm thinking about like, you know, when it comes to communion, for instance, and the uh, church that we serve stance is that hey, if you are a, a baptized Christian, and frankly, we say if you are a person, if you're a human being, yeah. you can come to the table, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you go into other Lutheran churches, you know, Missouri Synod or others, they'll say no, you have to be. You have to believe this. You have to, you know, do this. You have to be a member of this church, whatever that stance might be. Mm. Um, and from their theological perspective, that is an act of love because their theological perspective is that if they allow you to partake of the sacrament without a proper understanding, they're actually putting your eternal life and salvation at risk, right? Because it's yeah. a uh, it's a danger to you to partake in the sacrament without fully understanding. So they, pr- what I perceive as an act of keeping people away from God, they perceive as an act of love. Yeah. And so I guess that's what's at the root of my question is like, how much of this is me perceiving something as against my understanding of love and them saying, well, this is actually my way of loving this is, is to protect this thing, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't think is right, but I just wonder like, how do they, <laughs> how do they come at it? Cause I, I, I would doubt that any of them go out and say, well, it's really central to my belief in Jesus that I don't love people. Sure. <laughs> I, I think see. So y- there's a difference, though, and I think that theological understanding of, like, this is how we protect communion, in sure, our ex- yeah. example, yeah. then I think what we have seen in pockets of Christianity and places is not only do we want to draw this barrier around communion, mm-hmm. we need to insult, ridicule, and, yeah. and denigrate mm-hmm. those on the outside of that barrier. Yeah. Sure. And I think that is what we're seeing attached to this kind of idea of like mm-hmm. yes i'm doing this in love and also you're a pedophile groomer you know like right. Right. that is like okay that's not <laughs> in love anymore yeah, right like you. that yeah. that's not even i need to protect the sanctity of you know christian straight marriage right that is anybody who deviates from my idea of the norm is a pedophile groomer right. is no longer that's approaching the subject in love. That's yeah. approaching right. the subject in hate. Like right. that, yeah. that is approaching the subject yeah. with those things. So, so that is, you know, I think that's what I'm seeing more that's of. Fair. So it's not just like we can disagree about what's the best way to handle kind of a, the idea of communion based on how we interpret mm-hmm. scripture. But when we're actively insulting or actively ridiculing those outside my faith, or my kind of boundary of faith, that's no longer loving. Yeah. Right. And anybody who thinks that's loving, you're wrong. Like, I mean, I'm just going to say that right now. So yeah. We, that's not a bold statement to I, think. I don't disagree. Yeah. I just, I think it's a helpful clarification for yeah. us to, to make, to specify like, this is, this is the action that we're talking about. Right. Yeah. It's bigger than a theological difference. Right. It's not just saying like, we don't think, yeah, it's it's the attack on the other person. It's not just the saying like, oh, we don't think this group of people should be in our church. It's the, right. Yeah, desire to attack and ridicule and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so he's going to quote uh, his home book here. Uh, and a friend of his um, quotes qu- quoted this book on Twitter. And so he he's kind of... He's quoting a friend he's who quoted He's him. quoting a quote. <laughs> he's quoting, yes. He's quoting somebody who quoted him no. yeah. on does that Twitter. Make it, does that make it better or worse? <laughs> I don't... <laughs> sure. Well, 
This uh, is like Paul telling himself that he's really pretty awesome. Sure, 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 <laughs> yes. His quote is, better is one day in the company of those bullied by Christians but loved by Jesus than thousands in the company of those wielding scripture to harm the weak and defenseless. I see what he did there. Mm-hmm. Little little play on the Psalms. That's nice. It's good. Good quote. It's good. Yeah. Great, you know, on board. Uh, and so he went and said like, let's, his friend quoted this thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Let's. Let's check out their comments. <laughs> always, <laughs> always a good strategy. Let's see what people have to say about this. Yeah. Um, and hey, he said many of the followers of this, you know, his friend Zach, sharing it, loving it, excited about it. Yeah, his friend is like a pastor in pastor in Austin. Austin, mm-hmm. I was gonna say somewhere in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he also saw in there many comments from those who not only do not agree, but who called himself and mm-hmm. Zach. False prophets, hellbound heretics <laughs> for endorsing such a statement. Mm-hmm. Saw that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hellbound heretics. That's alliteration. Right. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Good for you guys. Hellbound heretics. That's right. Yeah. So. <laughs> you got to lose your teeth when you do it. <laughs> You're right. Hellbound they heretics. They got to out onto right. the <laughs> table. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I, I, we were talking even before we recorded this like, what brought us here? Like, yeah. how did yeah. we get to this place where, personally, I think a fairly, a fine quote. Can you read the quote again for sure. us? Better is one day in the company of those bullied by Christians but loved by Jesus mm-hmm. than thousands in the company of those wielding scripture to harm the weak and defenseless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I love about this is the distinction between being a Christian yeah. and following Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or being loved by Jesus, I guess, in this case. But uh, for me, that's the distinction of being a Christian and following Jesus. Because those yeah. two do not... They're not always the same. In, yeah. the, in the United States anymore, yeah. those two do not always align. Being a Christian sure. is more of like a cultural statement. In yeah. a lot of ways, in yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, At I, least it can be. It mm-hmm. can be. I, I think personally, even even reading this quote, I think it's fairly innocuous. Like, it's not even like that I know that powerful. that is like yeah. controversial. It, it's not even like funny. that controversial. Yeah, like he's not even like openly being like support gay trans youth right like he's not saying that <laughs> right it's just like pe- but it's in there somewhere people who are bullied by <laughs> yeah. christians are loved by jesus yeah and there are christians out there who use scripture to harm the weak and defenseless right. yep and and, and so jesus himself would say blessed are you when others persecute you and revile right. you on yeah. account of my name right. yeah, yeah again like it is not that I controversial know. Some people are feeling called out i guess not that like again this is not right. that this is not that extreme of right. a point of view in my and again how I perceive it. Like yeah. I'm like, I agree, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, that's a great quote. Let's move on. Right. It's not right. like, whoa, so powerful. Yeah. So brave. Put how that on my it? wall. How right. could he say something yeah. like this? Um <laughs> so so what do we think got us to this idea of Christianity without love? How did we get here? Maybe we were always here. Mm. Or Oh, I maybe feel we, like there's always been pockets of it. Yeah. I guess how has it gotten like so exposed, right? Because Maybe we were naive and maybe mm. the culture was a little naive, right? Like we could f- pretend like it wasn't there, mm-hmm. but now it's so obviously blatantly there. I mean, one, how can we expect a secular culture to respond to Christianity positively when they see the the shining tenement of our faith is loving neighbors and loving God? And I'm like, Christians don't do that. Yeah. So like, mm. what what do we do? How do, how do we get here and what do we do about it? Yeah. Uh, at least you brought up the internet uh, beforehand. I yeah. think that's been a, a a vicious tool that has uh, equipped us for a lot of things, but has also opened up uh, the opportunity to say things to people without having to confront confront them face to face. And there's uh, all sorts of psychological, sociological studies about people's willingness to say things that they would never say face to face, but they will say 
online. Uh, not sure. necessarily behind anonymity, right? They'll even use their real name online, yeah. but because you're not a person in the room with them, they're more willing to say that to you. And so I think that has unleashed parts of our culture um, that have per- been perhaps kept in check by social norms sure. um, mm-hmm. that don't exist in the same way on the internet. Um, you know, he also mentioned at the beginning, right, that tradition is shaped by leaders. Yeah. And I think that from a leadership perspective in this country, we've seen a shift in how we talk about and treat one another, right? We had sure. Absolutely. Um, a president who uh, in uh, public settings uh, insulted and mocked uh, the handicapped and uh, mentally challenged and other like, I mean, people that it, it seemed like all of us were on board of like, hey, that's not cool. And yet right. now we have a president who yeah. did that openly. Like, and like, there's footage of it, right? Like, w- you know, like him or hate him. Like, you can see that that's what he did. It's not so an opinion. It's a right. fact. It's what yeah. happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when you have that as your leadership, I think that also shapes yep. the tradition and how yep. we engage in the culture and mm-hmm. gives people more freedom to... Yeah, more freedom to say things that perhaps that before, like after President Obama was uh, uh, elected, um, there was all these sociological studies about people who were more uh, open about telling inappropriately racist jokes and then claiming they had voted for President Obama and like using that as a cover to tell these inappropriate <laughs> jokes, sure, right? Yeah. Oh, this is like I have a black friend, so it's basically yeah, yeah, I have a black president, so I'm allowed to tell oh. inappropriate <laughs> jokes, right? Um, and I think in some ways, like having a president like president trump who said these incredibly inappropriate things like gave us justification mm, to yeah. let these things out in another mm-hmm. way yeah yeah i think th- both these points are, are perfect and i, I want to expand on them this idea of like previously if you said off color or something bad in polite society yeah. you know polite society would say like that's not okay that's not right. appropriate yeah you don't say those things even if you feel them and even if soci- the, the group you're with feels them as well right yeah. we don't say those things but the internet there's no polite society right like <laughs> there is no polite corner of the internet or, or like you <laughs> can if you want to find people who believe the worst of humanity yeah. alongside sure. you done it's there yeah and it does not take yeah. you very far to get to i wonder if that's part of it it's just that we're not as isolated anymore in mm. our in our good stuff and also in our bad stuff yeah. like there's yeah. a lot more access to the way that other people feel and other people's Mm. opinions than there maybe was previously and i feel like every generation has had their thing right that has been like this is a like an obstacle to being loving that has arisen whether in christianity or outside of it that they have to tackle you know there was the reformation there was slavery you know there's now we have women's rights and lgbtq rights and all that Uh, so i feel like every generation has had that i feel like things move to a crescendo and fizzle out more quickly with the internet though mm. like things become really hot it's like a flash fry and yeah. then sure. like absolutely get resolved yeah. much faster yeah so no yeah i appreciate that yeah and i think this has led to you know these massive extremes and anger that you see mm-hmm. pockets of the internet kind of fanning the flames of. right and i think you know we kind of alluded to this earlier where it's no longer i'm against gay marriage it's now become if you are a supporter of gay marriage mm-hmm. there's pockets like you're a pedophile right yeah. <laughs> like what like again that is a big dot to connect to another dot right. yeah. and it has no dots in between right there's no like this is a line of thinking that gets you there it's like that is a an extreme place <laughs> to jump to yeah um and really mind-bogglingly hurtful and 
disgusting like to have those kind of points of view mm -hmm. um and so i know for a while like in the early 2000s when i was an adult but y'all were babies uh, <laughs> i was in and high school yeah well, elise was a baby so <laughs> i was also in high school <laughs> so there was like kind of the start of the phrase Jeez. like virtue signaling yes so do you know have you heard this virtue? i remember it yeah yeah uh, you know, at least you want to try to sum that up. How about you sum it up? Because you're the one the oldest for it. Okay. So, so virtue signaling uh. is when, like, a company or a person, like, tries to, through their social media or whatever, mm. show that they're an ally of a marginalized group mm -hmm. or they're above, you know, the, the norms or the, you know, the muck of mm -hmm. society, but without actually being right that so it's look how awesome we are yeah <laughs> contemporary example bud light just had a for sure thing with a trans woman as like a spokesperson on a video yeah that's so virtue signaling right? right like that is look at us we're an ally but it really is not doing anything yeah. right other. especially yeah. when you read yeah. the response anyway that's a whole nother yeah. story yeah. <laughs> and and in, in, in reality there i think there are plenty of churches out there who uh, yeah. do virtue signaling sure. mm -hmm. yep. who will happily place a rainbow flag on their website but yep. have invisible barriers for mm -hmm. the lgbtq yeah. community within their own church that they maybe the people there realize i can only advance in leadership or responsibility so far here mm -hmm. before um i'm knocked down yeah before yeah. i i reach a level of like you can no longer you're no longer allowed to keep going yeah well you're um, not allowed to be pope that's a uh, that's across the board that's sorry. not allowed Dang it! <laughs> for what it's worth, I'm not allowed to be Pope either. So right. you know, yeah, that's, yeah, sure. we're all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's because you're not Italian. Yes, <laughs> and, and so I think, so I think a lot of this early on got called out of like, oh, they're just virtue signaling, right? Sure. So any like statement of like support for Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. or you know, in uh, response to the passing of you know gay marriage, like anybody who's supporting those things, you're virtue signaling. You're just trying actually, to yeah. pretend that you're better than everybody else and all these things. And I got to pretend. So I think in response to that though, came this, this other thing, which I would like to think is like vice signaling. Mm. Oh, okay. So that is what we found. And we've mentioned president Trump, the idea of like the worst things he says, the more, support he seems to get yeah. from pockets of Christianity. Not less, right? Like yeah. it's it's this unbelievable thing. Like this 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 idea of like the worse he can be, the more he's supported. Right. Mm -hmm. And that is mind blowing to me. Like we have, you know, politicians out there who are who pray openly in a church for President Biden to die. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Ooh. not met with boos and right. jeers and the church saying absolutely not. Yeah. We are not about those things. It's like more cheers and excitement around these types of people. Like the, now we have this idea of like the worst you could be to the LGBTQ community, to Black Lives Matter, to trans kids, the greater the love the Christian church, pockets of the Christian church has for people like that. Yeah. Like vice signaling has become like, look at me, how awful I am. Mm. And pockets of the Christian church are like, you go. You're fighting back against those culture wars. Right. And that is... I mean, in their defense, Christ. Jesus said pray for your enemies. He didn't say what to pray for. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. We got the abridged version. He didn't specify yeah. good things for your enemies. Yeah. 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 You know, I, mm, praying for hellfire to just rain down on your enemies is a prayer for your it enemies. Is a prayer. <laughs> Technically a prayer. Technically. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, sorry. That's yeah. No, I. So I think that people like Trump doing this, which is the president we've been talking about. In case we've said President Trump said name Trump? multiple okay. times. Okay. Yeah. I thought we just said we had a president. No. Trump. It um, started that way. Yeah. Then I used his name. Yeah, but people like Trump who do this sort of like vice signaling thing i think he makes people feel seen because they think yeah oh the yeah. things that i've been thinking in the shadows mm-hmm. he has the guts to say them out loud right for sure and then yeah. it's sort of like that makes him up. a bold thinker right yeah, yeah. not a visionary like, god look how gross i am yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah uh, yeah yeah i i i've read you know over the last couple of years some you know conservative pastors and these are conservatives speaking to conservative audiences mm-hmm. and they're kind of saying like I preach based on what Jesus is saying and the feedback I'm getting from my congregation is you're being too liberal yep. <laughs> right like because yeah. what because you're preaching you're, you're saying what Jesus is saying right. to yeah. the congregation and it's too liberal yeah right and I think that we've gotten to this place right like where you know the 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 tail is wagging the dog right so like mm. we have this idea of like hey we want vice signaling whenever yeah. i'm getting anything that's beyond that it's feels uncomfortable or weird or different i want you know, pockets of christianity i want to sit in my pew for my hour of hate and mm. like go out and feel morally superior or better than others and again there are pieces that maybe think i'm acting in love like you mentioned mm-hmm. about communion who we could theologically disagree with sure but when its response is, and I'm doing this out of hate for the other, yeah. it's no longer loving. It, that's yeah. just the reality. I hear you. Yeah. You know, it, what you're saying there, Patrick, I think is helpful. And it, it brings up a distinction for me because this article kind of was rooted in the, are we headed towards a Christianity with love or are, are we already at a Christianity with love? And what you're distinguishing here for me is, are we headed towards a Christianity without Jesus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at which point is Christianity even itself anymore, right? It, yeah. or, or do we all just those of us who are still claiming Jesus, right? Do we have to abandon that title of Christian and say, okay, that's a forsaken wasteland and uh, we need to claim this title of followers of Jesus in some new thing. And mm-hmm. which in some ways, right, is what Jesus did with, uh, with Judaism. <laughs> right. sure. And, yeah. uh, you know, the, the first Christians who were all Jews, Paul included said, look, the Jewish leadership is not interested in this opportunity for transformation. It's what Martin Luther did. And he's, the Catholic Church said, we're not interested in this opportunity for transformation. And so they cast aside these old things and continue to try to follow the teachings of Jesus. And mm-hmm. look, I'm not anxious to like stop calling myself a Christian. I'm not anxious to you know, sure. go through all of that either. But I, I think we just have to be aware that when I say out in public, I identify as a Christian, a lot of people hear that very differently than yep. what I mean it as. Yep. Yep. And even if I say I'm a follower of Jesus, there might be people who hear that differently than what I mean that to be. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know uh, several years ago I was down in the center of Houston at a comedy club. I was doing improv classes, and I did that for a year and a half. Uh, and, you know, I'm going to be honest about who I am. and what. Like, the first day I was like, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, do I lie? You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> is, this, is this part of yeah. the sketch? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are we in so, a scene right now? So, I mean, I have to, I'm saying I work for a church. As a youth director mm-hmm. or pastor, you know, yeah. whatever makes sense in that context or that, you know, that just yeah. people can kind of get, yeah. you know, and also having to have qualifiers attached to that of like, because it's, a, you know, a comedy club in downtown Houston. Mm-hmm. There's going to be members of my yeah. people that I'm working with who are LGBTQ, who are not Christians. I worked mm-hmm. with a guy who was uh, polyamorous um, and, you know, having to be like, 
but we can be cool here. Like, I'm not bringing any judgment. I'm not an art, guys. Right. <laughs> I'm cool, dudes. Trust That's me. Right. Like, oh, no. Right. I'm just, yeah. right. Definitely not a cop. It's yeah. <laughs> a guy did tell me I was pretty funny for a man of the cloth. So. A man of the cloth? Classic. <laughs> I'll tell you. You know, like, I'll tell you. I'm not a man of the cloth. But you're pretty right. funny. But I am pretty funny. Yeah. If you were one, you'd be a funny one. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you identify as a man of the cloth? I mean, I guess technically, but <laughs> usually that's a title reserved for priests. Right. Yeah. Which I don't know okay. why. Yeah. And I don't know what cloth they're referring to. Why do priests get to. to have that? I don't know what cloth they're talking about. Probably the dress you wear. First off, <laughs> it's a bathrobe, <laughs> not a dress. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> or if anything, if anything, it's a wrap. All right. A wrap. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cute. Yeah, Thank you. It's, it's flattering. Fla- yeah, it's flattering. Yeah. Black on black. It's actually not that flattering. Because you put that little rope belt on, it kind of looks like, like a paunch belly. <laughs> it does, yeah. Yeah. It always it's looks like a yeah. fryer situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you can't look fit while you're wearing one, that's for sure. It's definitely designed to prevent you from looking fit. That is, yeah. Yeah. Was that the design? Like, well, we can't have our pastors look well, fit. <laughs> there are probably a lot of pastors out there who weren't all that fit. So yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that was the intention, but there is the intention of you put on these clothes because you're clothed with Christ. And so whatever... Ah. Whatever earthly <laughs> identity you bring when you're here, you lead on the part of the church. John, you need yeah. to look yeah. like a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think um, his conclusion is, you know, like, one, we need to resist this idea of Christianity without love or Christianity without Jesus. We need to resist mm-hmm. it internally or with ourselves. Like, So that's the first temptation is we give into it. And I think for our pocket of Christianity is to give into it in a different way, right? Yeah. Is to now all of a sudden I have no love or compassion for my fellow Christians, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like for those across the Christian aisle, I don't have any love or compassion for them. Um, and that's antithetical to how Jesus is too. I mean, he's openly weeping for, you know, the Jews who are against him mm-hmm. and crying forgiveness for Romans while they crucify him, yep. you know? So that's not following Jesus is, mm-hmm. is but just to be unloving towards those who are unloving. Right. Um, but it also means, Stepping up, I think, bigger yeah. and better, you know, not just virtue signaling, but actually acting in love in our own communities, in our own families, in our own places of business. Yeah. Um, and that's much harder. The challenge that we have to be ready for, and I, I don't want to say that this is a reason not to do something, it's just that you got to be ready for it, right? Is that when you take the stance of saying, I'm going to stand with X group of people, yeah, right? Whether that's standing with people of color or standing against slavery or standing with the LGBTQ community, whatever that, when you're standing with this group of people, some group, is going to be able to say, well, you're not loving me by standing with them. Sure. And we have to be willing to say that's not the same thing. And we, and we have to be comfortable being in that place of acknowledging it's not that I'm hating you or standing against you by yeah. standing with this person. Standing with worse one person does not mean I'm standing against you. You are choosing to stand against us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is your choice. And yeah, we got to be comfortable with that. And that's a, it's a hard place to be. All right, any other I thought like we ended on a downer there. <laughs> sorry, I guys. It, I think that, you know this is it's a, it's for me this like idea or what I'm seeing is is sobering, right? Yeah, like, sure. it's yeah. it's the uh, it's the gone are kind of the rose colored glasses for the Christian church. Like we need to be realistic about this, and that means yeah. um, stained glass is really expensive. So just dro- sure. drop the rose colored windows. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, it just means like yeah, we need to get this take the body of Christ to the doctor and be willing to be like, yeah, there are parts of this that are cancerous and need to be dealt with. Mm. Yeah. The doctor, by the way, is the Holy Spirit. Just so. I was just picturing the operation board game. Yeah, yes, like, yes. Beep. The bread basket. <laughs> 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 get, out, get out the funny bone. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
no, not there. Right. <laughs> so, um, if you want to read more, explore this idea more, I have a book recommendation. Oh, um, Jesus and John Wayne by Kristen Cobes uh, de yeah, yeah. Mez. It's a mm. really interesting book and um, kind of the rise of kind of these two versions of mm-hmm. Jesus. One looks like John Wayne, one looks like Jesus, and how <laughs> American Christianity started to choose the one that looks like John Wayne. You right. know, and uh, and and kind of she traces why and how that has happened over the years. So who's got a good John Wayne impersonation? I do not. <laughs> yeah, uh, probably not me. I've never tried it. <laughs> do it right now. What do you got? What does he sound like? <laughs> An old guy. A smoker, <laughs> right? <laughs> How to pil- okay. uh, pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah. He's got that walk, you know, the real yeah. bow-legged. He can do the walk better right. than the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Was he the, the bullseye? Or like, run like the wind bullseye. Was that him? I don't, I don't know what you're saying to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't get the reference. I don't understand anything that's okay. happening. Bullseye is the name of Woody's horse there it in is. Toy Story. Was so it Woody? Are you doing <laughs> a Toy Story impersonation? That's Tom Hanks. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Colin Hanks Sr. <laughs> what? Okay, so you know Tom Hanks based on that's Colin <laughs> Hanks' dad? No, yeah, yeah. This is an inside joke that one of my coworkers and it's, it's in his early 20s. <laughs> He's in his early 20s and we were talking about Tom Hanks and he was like, oh, that's Colin Hanks' dad. And we said, what? <laughs> Who's, who is Colin Hanks? He's an actor. Tom Hanks' son. Is he actually Tom Hanks' son? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's yeah. he been in? Do I know him? That's you probably have seen him. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's not like. Is he like an extra? He's not like not famous, but he's not Tom Hanks famous. Well, yeah. who I mean, is Tom Hanks right. famous? He's definitely, you've definitely probably seen him in a movie. He's okay. in the first Jumanji. He's oh. got a bit part in that. The first one? Yeah. Like the way back with Robin Williams? No, no, no. The, the first oh. of the new Jumanjis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll have yeah. to look him up. Colin mm-hmm. Hanks. I mean, yeah. you don't really have to. It's probably oh. fine. No, now I have an assignment. <laughs> we're done? Then we're done. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before this turns into a podcast without love, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or want to hear any of our other episodes, go to uh, beyondsundaypodcast.com and send us your thoughts on what it would be like to be a church that is no longer Christian but that follows Jesus at beyondsundaypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more. Beyond Sunday.